Welcome to our opening This is Saratova Beth. Bechu Kaisai. We're learning Parshas Bechu Kaisai. Want to start at the end? We're going to do something short. Want to start at the end with a Ehoira of the Lubavitcher Rebbe from, from the Parsha. And we're just going to look at it first and then see what it, where it comes from, where we think it could come from. So Ehoira is a demand, is Lahako Kihilis Bechol Shabbos Likonis with, uh, Get together with groups on Shabbos. This is Hira. This is a request that we should get together as groups on Shabbos to learn. It's one thing to get together on Shabbos to daven, but then to get together with groups to learn. Why? And on Shabbos. What exactly is it? Again, we don't know, but what is the energy paralleling? In terms of Bechu Kaisai. Usually, Bahar and Bechu Kaisai are, come together, and they're two pretty different energies. And somehow, we're going to see in a second what these two energies are, and somehow by making groups on Shabbos to learn together, the energies of Bahar and Bechu Kaisai um, get to be activated. It, it's based, there, there is a concept which is called Hamidim Tamidim Harbe in Perkeavis, in Perakalos, Mem Aleph. It says, make many students. So that means, really, when we get together to learn, not just the students, the teacher has made many students, but anybody who expresses themselves at that moment is the teacher of those students. And when we get together in a group, we each have then created and are reaching out to many students. And um, I'm not going to go into it now, but things that are going on in the world sort of show you that that has permeated the world. You know, freedom of speech and the demand now that people should be able to express themselves. The fact that we have social media, with all the negative stuff of social media, we could go on forever. One of the positive things about social media is that, you know, in the younger group, you know, you say, oh, so what's your name? What do you do? They say, I'm social media influencer. What does that mean, influencer? You know, it means I have many students. They call it friends. There are many friends. What do your friends do? You influence your friends. You tell them your, your thoughts and you have an effect on your friends. So that's sort of the modern social media uh, model of if you have many friends on Facebook or friends on social media, forget about Facebook, that's for old people, on Instagram or whatever, on TikTok, and everybody today has the ability with one little video, one little TikTok thing to, ha- to influence many people, to have many, those people, even that one little video that you make as your students, of course, we hope that they they will teach those students good things, obviously. But there's a reason why Hashem makes it possible today for anybody to be an influencer. All they have to have is a Instagram account or a TikTok account or a Twitter account. Well, today, thank God, Twitter went from being in the hands of a malek, no freedom of speech, we tell you what to do, we're the bad guys that we tell you what to do, and you're not allowed to express yourself, to opening up to what Pirkei Abbas says, have many students. 
with the old Twitter, as it was getting worse and worse and worse, with the old, old social media, social media was at the point where uh, it was very much captured by the hands of the unholy. Very, very, very much. They said, anything that you say that we don't agree with, we shut you down. And the people that one had to agree with had very evil hushkafas, quite honestly. And they're coming from very evil kabanas and they're coming from a very evil place. So that didn't seem to be that uh, the social media was uh, following what Perkeava says. It was being used for evil. And all of a sudden, Yud Nissen came this year and chat is a gadol. And somebody said, I'm going to spend $44 billion, or however much it is, to make it possible for people to fulfill what it says in Pirkei He didn't say it in those words. We're saying it in those words. He said everybody should be able to express themselves, not just the bad guys, not just the evil people. It should be an open market. You should be able to have many students. Not just evil people should have many students. Good people should have many students. That's what Pirkei Avos is saying. So, somehow, it looks like this Hayra of the Rebbe to get together on Shabbos and have many students because we have a group. And yet, as we said, you, you say something and there's a group, you already have students for that minute. We have no idea how much Kayach that may be giving to Kedusha for us to win this battle against the Malik who has evil intentions and has been working hard to shut down freedom of speech on the part of good people. So these Hairas seem like simple pieces, simple Hairas. Oh, get together and shout, it's so nice. We don't know what's behind this Hira. How much the battle is being fought by us, unbeknownst to us against the mullet just by getting together on Shabbos in groups. So, I think we should do it. But we're going to see what it has to do with the Chukaisai. And really, and what should we do at these gatherings? And one of the things we should do is also not only to get together on Shabbos, but make sure that every single man, woman, and child is there to hear the Aserah Sidibris. Now again, we don't know the reasons for everything, but we can guess, we can postulate, that if every single Jew hears the Aserah Sidibris on Matan, on Shavuos, we talked yesterday about um, imprinting, being in, having, in, having truth engraved in us, do you see that if ever there were a time in history when there was a need for truth to be engraved in the hearts and souls and minds of the people, this is it. You never had, probably in history, this level of brainwashing by a Malik to the people innocent people that you do now. You never had it before. So the the and brainwashing by evil people. 
by big pharma and by big tech and the, all the guys with the money who have very not good intentions, you somehow that they managed to brainwash, you know, they hated Trump. Why did they hate Trump? They don't know why they hate Trump. <laughs> they didn't know why they hated Trump. They just, I don't know, he doesn't have nice meters. He has to have nice meters for him to run the country. He'd rather that the borders be open in Mexico and, you know, and you'd rather pay for gasoline 485. Uh, you know, you'd rather all of that with nice meters. But the level of brainwashing that has happened in America and, and in the world over the past two years is unbelievable. And brainwashing in bad stuff by bad people, to innocent people, without them realizing. And therefore, we can understand the necessity this year to be there at the Assertity and be, so to speak, I don't want to say brainwashed, imprinted with truth, with goodness, with holiness, to offset and win the battle against the negative brainwashing. It's crucial. It's because nefesh. So, um, and one other thing we want to say is that, well, again, we're not in Bihar Bukhukaisa, we're just in Bukhukaisa. But the contrast between Bihar and Bukhukaisa, we'll see in a second. Um, okay, let's, let's go back to that. And then we'll see the, the Torah. Um, what is Bihar? Godless advice. Growth. Because when you have a mountain, it's called something that's growing, but it's, it's rocks. Rocks don't grow. But a mountain can grow. A mountain can grow, even though, even though rocks don't grow. And that's what a mountain does. Mountains actually change size over, you know, very slowly. So, you know, it's not like a rock. If a rock just sits there, a rock is not going to get bigger unless other rocks are added onto it or earth is added onto it. But earth is already not inanimate. Earth is, is Sameach, I guess. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't want to say. But a, a mountain that grows, that's interesting. So Bahar shows on height. Something is very high. It's a mountain. But it grows. What does that mean for you and your Avaida? It's an Avaida that's divided into pieces. In other words, um, growth. Bahar means, just like a mountain, solid, but it grows. And Bechukaisai, Chakika, we spoke about it yesterday, engraving, like the letters of the Luchais are engraved. What is this in us? Not only is the aspect of tyrant and truth being engraved in us and how much we can accomplish in the world by truth being engraved in us when all the bad stuff is engraved in people. What it shows on, the Chukaisa, is the Nekuda Atmis. There is an essential, an essence point in every Jew. It's higher than something that can be divided, divided into parts. 
just one essence point. Like an engraved thing. It's just, that's it. One piece, one point. And we come to this through Bittal. We come to this not by understanding, but being in Shul, hearing the Aserah Sajibrais. Bittal. It brings you to that point. You don't go to Shul on Shavuos to hear the Aserah Sajibrais because you need to give a shear about the Aserah Sajibrais so you'll get a good Devar Taira from hearing the Ten Commandments. What kind of shear are you going to give? It's the same old Aserah Sajibrais. You're not going to be able to give a shear on it. So what's the reason to go to Shul on Shavuos? Because that point in us, that one solid unified point, it's not something you understand. It's above understanding, is, in, is deep, more deeply engraved in us. What's that level? Something that's beyond what you can understand is engraved, is, is, is done, and a gezera. Is set forth. You have no ability to question them. Why? Oh, you better not question. Wait a minute. Didn't we just say the bad guys who controlled social media? That's what they did. They said you're not allowed to question things. If you do, we we take you off social media. We're shut out of Twitter, and that's it. The old Twitter. If you didn't like your opinions. You're not allowed to question our opinions. It's literally this. Bichu Kaisai, the Klipadik form of Bichu Kaisai, is what's been happening in the world the past couple of years. Social media shutting everybody down who has an opinion that they don't like. You're not allowed to question us. So we understand from what's been going on in the world the past couple of years what Bichu Kaisai really is. We see it in the unholy version. Imagine seeing it in the holy version. How do you know what it is in the holy version? Watch it in the unholy version. Everybody feels it, you know. You, you can't express a dissenting opinion. That's bad. What's the holy version of that? The holy version is Bukhukaisai. What, you're not allowed to say something that Hashem doesn't agree with? No. No. What does it mean you don't have permission to question me? Of course you have permission. Hashem says, please question everything I do. Go deeply into it. So what does that mean you don't have permission? No. When you go into the Chukaisai, it takes you up to a place where you, in a sense, you don't have questions. I'll give you an example. This is related to different time of the year, simplest um, basis um, but also, let's say, related to probably the reason for us going to show to hear the Aserahsidi price. Okay, what is that? What is it exactly? It's that, uh, imagine somebody, you're on the phone with somebody, and he says, oh, I have to, uh, I have to, uh, um, I, w- I was given a bunch of money, and I have to, uh, what's the word, invest it. So my father is here. 
I'm calling, you know, or I'm going to speak to my father and say, okay, a deal came up. We often hear, sorry, backtrack. We often hear stories about people who wrote to the Lubavitcher Rebbe and said, this incredible deal came up. Yes or no, should I do it? There are many, many stories. And the deal is so unbelievable that uh, my partner told me, I will, we will really make a fortune on this deal. We'll make a fortune. And there are stories where the Rebbe said, the Lubavitcher Rebbe said, no. He said, this is an unbelievable deal. We'll be set for life. And the Rebbe said, no. Like, oh. I'm, I'm telling you, you shouldn't do it. So, and I remember this story, and the person went back to his non-Jewish partners and said, I can't, I can't do it. They were very angry. How dare you, they needed his money in the deal. But he stood strong. He said, no, I'm not going to do it, although it seems so lucrative. That was it. Time passed. About three years later, somehow he was in touch with those potential partners. And um, it seems that the whole thing had gone sour, and they lost much of their money. Right? There was a turn of events, and I think also turned the whole the whole deal turned sour. They lost a lot, and he followed what they ever told him to do, and he was safe. It it came in such a um, tempting way because they said you can't but make money on this deal I don't know it's so hard it's a big test but the Rebbe said no okay I'm not going to but in the end those guys lost money and the one who follows the Rebbe did not lose money on the contrary prospered in you know in other ways so what does that mean you have you're not allowed to question well the Rebbe says you're not allowed to question no but more just like going to going on Shavuos to hear the Aserah Sedibras. It brings you to that point. Oh, I was, I was saying, right, what we were saying with the... the so you, you're in your friend's house and, and she was given this money and she needs to, she needs to invest it. And you say, um, let me ask my father. You mention the details, your father says no. Same kind of thing. And and people people look at you and say, this is such a good deal. What's wrong with you? How could you say no? And you say, I know that my father knows what he's doing. I don't have time right now to ask him why he said no. Later on, when we both have time, I'm busy, he's busy, he said no. It's an amazing deal, just like this story with the Rebbe. It's an amazing deal. Don't have time. I'm not, and the Rebbe doesn't have time for me to ask. But why not? Why not? That's it. Why not? People don't understand. How could you do something? Let's just let's go back to this story with 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 the business. How could you say no to such an unbelievable business deal? You're missing the deal of a lifetime. And what he's saying is. But if the Rebbe tells me no, I know to trust that. I know to trust that. So, I, and people would think, how do you, how can you just do that? You have to ask, why shouldn't I be in this business deal? No, 
I have that level of trust and understanding of who it is that told me not to invest in this deal, and I know that I will be safe. So that's the Chukaisai. Not you're forbidden to question things, but rather you want to get to a point in your life where you don't need to question it. You know, so to speak, that this person's judgment is so on target, you don't need to question them. In the case of, you know, the Maishrabeinu of the generation. In the case of Hashem, how much more so in the case of Hashem? Hashem has perfect judgment. Why should we question him? Why should we say, Hashem, you sure you got it right? You want to rethink it? Maybe you were reading the wrong page. Maybe you opened up the wrong email, Hashem. You know, maybe he, Hashem doesn't open up the wrong email or read the wrong thing or get it wrong. He always gets it right. He may not get it in a way that's pleasant for us, but he always gets it right. So imagine being relieved of the burden of always having to second guess everything. No, maybe Hashem doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he didn't think about me enough. Maybe he favors somebody else. Imagine being relieved of that burden. Living in a place of the Chukaisai, in which we know, oh, I don't have to worry. Hashem has perfect judgment. Again, there are some times where Hashem says to us, I want you to make a decision and a choice. But then there are other times when we don't agree with Hashem, and yet being in that place of understanding He has perfect judgment is an enormous relief. What's the name of that place to be in? The Chukaisai. The Chukaisai. So when it says, Ein Lecha Rishus, you don't have permission to question? No, you don't need to question. What a relief. There's someone I can depend on that I don't have to, you know, have to check. I don't need to go to the consumer reports to check everything on Hashem. Did he get it right? Did he not? Thank God. There's somebody whom I can rely on that he got it right. I remember many years ago, um, somebody was doing a marketing plan for their business. And at the bottom, it said, you can rely on us. You know, when you're trying to make a purchase and there are many many decisions to make. You can rely on us. So somebody asked me how I like that. I said, ah, I feel such relief just reading those words. There's somebody who knows what they're doing. Thank God. I don't have to run the world in every single thing. It's it's so freeing. You can rely on us. So in this idea, the energy of the Chukaisa is Hashem says, you can rely on me. I, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And so somehow, the invite of getting together on Shabbos as a group takes us to that, that place. Because in a group, a unit, in a way, the emphasis is on one unit of people. It's, it's sort of a dual energy. One unit of people. We can reach, as a group, a very high energy. In a Fabrengen, we can get to a place, and a place of experiencing the safety of Hashem, 
of Hashem's wisdom, you know, Hashem's guidance, we it's much easier when you're in a group. When we're home by ourselves at three in the morning and we can't sleep, there are doubts. And yet, when we're in a group on Shabbos, so imagine this. Shabbos is already about unity. We're talking about, sorry, we're going to try to sum this up. Two kinds of two kinds of energies. One is the energy of um, indiv- lots of things and everything's an individual. You know, uh, I'm sitting on a street now in, in the car and I'm looking and looking at all the gardens and everybody has different bushes and trees and having to actually choose some plants myself for the summer, there's such a range of plants you have to choose. It just This one is great because it's pink and that one is great because it's green all year and that one is good because everything has a different myla. That sort of, you know, it says the world, the Maimar Echad, Basar Mamaras Nivra Island, the world was created with ten Maimaras and it could have been created with one but it was created with ten. And as the Rebbe explains, when Hashem says in Tyre, it could have been created with one, then it was. The world is created with one minor and also ten. And I'm not going to go into the whole explanation, but the difference between the ten and the one is, one is, it's all one piece, one unity. Like we say, one group getting together on Shabbos. It's just a group. There's you as you're in a group. Nobody's noticing your Milo when we're all sitting in a Fabrengan together as a group, singing a Nigun together, and it sounds nice. Nobody knows who's talented at singing and, no, and who isn't. It's just a group, a one voice. One voice. The emphasis is not on you. When we're all, we all have our eyes closed, and we're all singing as one voice. We've achieved that energy of oneness, chakika. You know, oneness where you don't have to question everything. At that moment, nobody's looking at you and say, oh, wow, that shakel is gorgeous on you, or it doesn't really suit you, or like it's too long for you, it's too short. Forget it. That one's not happening then. We're just in the energy of one group, one voice, chakika, the... And we feel Hashem sort of being engraved in us. That's that oneness. That's a world that's created with one mimer. That oneness, that unity. And then there's the world created with ten mimer and ten sayings in which the emphasis is on how different each one is from each other. Every plant, every bush, every vine is different from every other one. When they bloom, what color they bloom? Do they bloom? Are they? Do they work in the winter? Do they stay green in the winter? Do they not? The perennials, annuals. That's the world through ten. That's like Bahar. It's always changing. You know, it's getting bigger. The mountain. It was this size, and then it's getting bigger. It's moving and moving and moving. It's constantly changing, as opposed to just one thing. So to end off, Bukhu is one thing. We're all one unit. We get together on Shabbos as we one group, sing one nigun together as one voice. Or we're learning 
all of us together. And it's Shabbos. And much of the time we get together at Shabbos, the end of Shabbos, Ravid Ravid, that time of intimacy between us and Hashem, you know, great, great kind of great, great pleasure between Hashem, Hashem and us, that hour of Shabbos. And it's a, it's a, it's a time when we're more likely to reach that place because it's Shabbos and because we're together, etc., etc. And 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 therefore, as when we duck into our lives after Shabbos, we've been to the into we've been in that energy of the Chukaisa of Chakika for that hour or two. We then go back into our Avaita into our personal lives with our new shlichus as much higher people. So ye rasan, this b'chukaisai should take us to that place, take us there now, sorry, and I wanted to say one more word. So isn't it interesting that b'chukaisai is said as not just before Shavuos, one parsha before, but is but but we are sent into that energy and embedded with that energy of the Chukaisa just before Shavuos. Why not the parsha immediately before Shavuos? First of all, why? Why do we need to be have the Chukaisa before Shavuos? I'll say in a second. But why not the parsha right before Shavuos? So the Chukaisa has. It's a very strict parsha. A lot of scary sound, sounding stuff. If you don't do this, then that. And if you, it sounds, it's it's all it's all code. It's code for very high blessings. The son of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was his bar mitzvah. His father sent him to to some, I guess, tanayim, yeah, for a bracha, and he came back and he told his father they they seem to have given me curses. What's, what is that? His father, Rabbi Shemin Bar Yochai, said these were very, very high blessings, enclosed in a kind of encode. So the blessings of the Chukaisai are enclosed in code, so they look very strict. They're like, almost like curses, God forbid. So there's an interruption. We get that. It does its job, the Chukaisai. And then we, we don't go straight. You know, you could get a little depressed. You can't go into the time of Matan depressed. You have to go with joy because it will, um, the vessel needs to be opened up to receive the Tyra. So going into Shavuos depressed is uh, not going to open the vessel the best. So we have a Parsha in between. But then the question is, why do we have to have the Chukaisai before Shavuot? Because of that. What is Matan Taira? What are the what are the Asarasid This is the truth. Tairash Marashakilas Yaakov, the inherent truth that is the that belongs to every single Jew. And that is for us to open ourselves up fully for the gift that we're going to be given this year. The gift, it's called 
Masan Taira. We're being given a gift of Taira every year. This year is going to be a higher level of gift than any other year. To receive that gift, you know, as I say, you need to be a vessel for that gift. You need to be ready for that gift. If uh, some, if I, if, if if a person lives in a studio apartment and uh, their friend says, you know, I know you always wanted this um, gym set. <laughs> You know, which is a treadmill plus a bicycle plus, uh, you know, two or three other machines that basically take up the entire apartment. Uh, you need to prepare yourself for that gift. Uh, you know, it's a good gift in theory, but it doesn't actually fit my vessel. You know, <laughs> it won't actually even fit into, you know, don't, if I live in a studio, studio apartment, don't give me a, a grand piano, a concert grand piano, not even a baby grand piano, a grand piano as a gift. Uh, it actually won't even fit in the door. It certainly won't fit in the apartment. And don't also then give me, you know, all the exercise equipment. Not going to work. So the gift that we're getting on Shavuos, Matan it's not only a gift, oh, it's so nice, thank you. It's a gift that we cannot afford to say no to. The world is depending on us accepting that gift so that we can take the world to the Gaula. So it's sort of not an optional gift. The world needs us to take it, to accept this gift. For that, we need the, the doors opened, the apartment kind of expanded. So we can receive the gift. How do we receive the gift? The chukaisai. With the negative, with the hidden brachas, we get cleaned out. You know, like, having a person to come in and empty out the whole apartment of all the junk, clean it out. The chukaisai, that's the tough stuff in the chukaisai. And then, um, get the person to come in and what do they create? Fung chai, fung, fung shung, I forget, you know, the space that just accepts all this energy. We need to open up. And how do we open up? When we make that decision. We're going to get together on Shabbos. And we're already going to be in that energy. The work is not so hard. Work is not hard at all. Oh, we already are in that energy every Shabbos. So when the Tyra comes, when Matan Tyra comes along, we're getting a, a gift of a level of Tyra that we've never, that has never been brought into the world ever before, which that's going to be this year, as it is every year a higher level of Tyra and a higher revelation and more intense. And you know it's going to be intense because. Everything about the past two years and this past year especially has been intense. Everything. There's nothing low-key about this year or anything that has happened this year. It's as crazy as it gets. It's intense. 
Do you think after a whole intense year that Matantaira is not going to be intense? The only reason that everything has been so intense all year is because the Matantaira that is going to happen this year is intense. And so its effect on the whole year has been intense. It already, you could say, that from the minute of Rosh Hashanah, Shavuot has been happening all year. You know, it's the whole year is one two days, Shavuot. The whole year is nothing. How long? So really, how long according to the Jewish calendar is a year? Two days. That's the whole year. What's the year? The two days of Shavuot. The two days of Matan Tyra. Oh, no, that's only by us. In Eretz Yisrael, it's really one day. How long, right, and that's the place, the real place. How long is a year for a Jew? One day. One day. That's your whole calendar? Yeah, yeah, one day. What day is that? Matan Tyra, the day of Matan Tyra. That's the whole year. I thought there were 365 days. No, 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 no. There's kind of getting ready for that day of Matantaira. And then there's that day itself. And then there's the after effects of that day. It's all really just one day. You know, like we say, the whole week is Shabbos. The week is really Shabbos. There's the whole week getting ready for Shabbos. And then <laughs> decompressing from Shabbos. And then, and, and absorbing, bringing into, into the world all the effects of that Shabbos. So really the whole world, the whole year is getting ready for Matantara and then bringing Matantara into the world. So, if the world has been intense, the year has been intense, then we know that the Matantara of this year, which has already flavored the entire year, is intense. And because Matantara has, is, will be intense, that's why the year has been intense. Everything comes from Tyra. Is intense good or bad? It's good. But you need to make a vessel for it. If I'm pouring you, you know, pouring you a drink of lemonade, a little plastic cup can work. If it's boiling hot soup, don't put boiling hot soup in a plastic cup. Or, you know, those little, remember they used to have those little paper, paper cups in the dentist, in the dentist's office, like little, little paper cups. You know, you pour the water in, you rinse. You can't put boiling, boiling, boiling hot soup in those paper cups. It's not going to work. So, this is an intense lesson, Tyra. We want to get ourselves ready. And this is, we can do it in a fun way, so to speak, by getting together with each other, bonding with each other, having a unified purpose, doing it on Shabbos, and, and the whole week, getting together in groups, learning Tyra, preparing for the ultimate revelation of the Gula Mitis Vashlema, this Shavuos, Amen. May we find ourselves in the base of English with the new Tyra, Tyra of Mashiach, immediately now.